Hello and welcome to Kitchen Radio on this fine afternoon here. That opening track was Chen Chen by Ajak Kwai. And Ajak Kwai is a South Sudanese performer. She's lived in Australia for many years and she actually has um, her own radio show on PBS in Melbourne called Come Together. And she's actually produced five albums in total. I'd like to welcome my guest today, Mary Bukjio. How is that, Mary? Did I, did I get it right? You got it right. Okay. <laughs> you got it right. Uh, Mary is originally from, um, well, actually from Ethiopia, then South Sudan. And we're here tonight to talk about the, the cooking and the food of South Sudan, which I'm pretty yes. excited about. Um, but before we do that, can you just tell us about that song, Shen Shen? What, what was the song about? It was very beautiful. And was it um, in a South Sudanese language or was it in another language? It's in uh, Arabic language, but uh, Arabic is a language, we call it a um, general language for all of us in okay. South Sudan because we are um, a 64 tribe, different tribe. Mm-hmm. We are speak different languages, uh, languages, and that's why we we took Arabic like a, a, something we we communicate with with it as a general language for all of us. Yeah, and I had no idea that Arabic was actually such a strong language in South Sudan until I did some research for the show and. Um, I came across Full Metamus, which is uh, in some in some websites classified as the, um, you know, as the, the the national dish, and of course it's also the national dish of Egypt. And so then I discovered there's this link between like Egypt and the Middle East, and obviously the countries of Eastern Africa. Yes, yes. It is. So Mary, you've lived here in Australia for fifteen years. Fifteen years, nearly sixteen years yeah. now. Yeah. And you just recently in Alice Springs, although you were here a little yeah, while ago? Yeah, I just came this year, January this year. Mm, and I have tasted your food. So today we're going to talk about couscous and injera and um, just generally about the, the cooking of South Sudan. But you actually are born in Ethiopia and then... And exactly then, correct. Yeah. I was born in Ethiopia. I grew up in Ethiopia, but I got married from the man came from Which of those countries has influenced your cooking most, Ethiopia or South Sudan? Both, because I grow, uh, uh, we in Africa, uh, we start cooking at the age of eight years old. That's the time you have to start if you are girls. As as all of us should start cooking at eight years old. (laughs) And then after that, you go to, when you reach to something like 12 years old, you have to have to had a very nice cook for all all family for whole family. What was the first dish you learned how to cook? It's um it's called walwal something called walwal. Mm-hmm. And what was it? And walwal is one of our food is but is I think walwal is only three of us the people who made walwal mm-hmm. because it's same like. Cook and make couscous, mm-hmm. but you have to boiling the water when you making walwal. Right. But if you do it, want to be making it like a couscous, mm-hmm. you just steam it. Okay. Like so the that's way the I, we be, yeah, yeah the, that's the only difference. Yeah. Yeah. But all similar, because couscous is something we've been made, denka, denka made noir and chuluk. We all cook couscous. Only mm. this three tribe. Okay. In in among all sixty four tribes. Okay. 
Yeah. And the other tribes are more likely to be cooking injera? Different, different, different thing. Different Not things. Injera is something we call it grass in South Sudan. Okay. We're not calling uh, injera injera. Injera is a, is a word came from Ethiopia. Okay. Originally. So we'll call it grass. Grass, grass. We call it grass. Am I correct in saying full meramus is the national dish of South Sudan or is it something else? Um, injera. I know the full madamas, the um, you know the oh, broad full beans. Oh, uh, full madamas. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's it's something came from originally from South Sudan. Yeah, but is yeah. is it really popular in South Sudan? Yes, it's popular. Yeah. It's popular. Yeah. Yes, you? it's very popular. Food. Do you cook it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So the cooking you do at home, you do all uh, South Sudanese cooking. Mm-hmm. How do you go about getting ingredients? Like, is it the same ingredients as you get anywhere, like in the supermarkets here? Or are some of the, are there really some specialised ingredients? Some ingredient is not, is not here, but you have to go and get them from some shop, like uh, Lebanon, Lebanese shop. Oh, so Lebanese, um, Lebanese people, supermarkets or shops. Supermarket. Oh, that's interesting. And yep. Indian sometimes. Okay. You have you got some ingredient, and some in at coal and Woolworth sometimes. Yeah, but not much. Is that, but not much. So, are you having to mainly adapt to your cooking for the ingredients here? When you came over and you made injera, you were using like white flour. Yeah, we wa- we use it here with uh, uh, a sal rising uh, so, yep, flour, yeah. and then you have to mix it with uh, rice, mm. and then make it injera if you need to be injera or grass. Yeah, yeah. Um, and is injera traditionally made with with teff? Exactly, correct. Okay. In Ethiopia, it's yeah. only teff. It's only teff, yeah. Yeah. So I um, did find teff flour here, and I was really amazed at at, at the qualities of teff because it's it's like it has much higher nutritional value than wheat. I know. Yeah. It's a very fantastic. It's a very health food. Yeah. I've I, been I ate teff seen when I was young, and it's just amazing, such amazing food ever in Ethiopia. <laughs> Well, actually, all of Africa. Like, I read that you can... Yeah, um, we all love that. Yeah, you can plough a whole field of teff with just, like, maybe one kilo of teff seeds. And that if you were going to um, plant that whole field with wheat, you'd need, like, kilos and kilos. So Mm -hmm. it's really, like, efficient just in terms of the the amount of seed you need to to grow it. And then it's really high in um, nutritional content. Like, if I look at the back of this... You know, in addition to energy, of course, it's quite high in um, in protein, in magnesium, in potassium. So things that you wouldn't no- normally necessarily get with um, normal with, yeah. flour. Yeah. What's the what's the flavour difference between teff and wheat flour? It's a smell somewhere, sometimes, different mm. smell. Because mm-hmm. teff is, is smell nice <laughs> when you cook it. <laughs> I love it. And uh, when you do it... Um, the shape or how 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 you look how it is look like right so so it's it's cooking qualities are different yes because it's got no gluten in it yeah. at all yeah yeah it's so nice yeah change and it. when you test it it's been might be different ah. with the other as well yeah yeah 
Yeah. You've got I, a very nice taste. Mm. I read that you can interchange it with wheat, like if you've got a recipe that calls for wheat flour, except that teff, you put half the amount of teff yep. for wheat flour because it's it has just different qualities in cooking. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. Yeah, I agree with that. That's what mostly people use it because we use um, wheat or like a teff sometimes if you haven't got the teff, mm-hmm. but because the teff, you can't get it very often. No, I've got to say, it was quite hard to get here yeah, in Alice Springs. Yeah, quite hard to get here, really. Yep. And sometimes that's why you have to take a bit of teff mm-hmm. and a bigger on on wheat mm. to mix them together. To get them right, yeah. yeah. Is teff very hard to grow? Teff in Ethiopia is not too hard because it's, uh, that's, a, that's a only... The horn food, they've been cultivated everywhere. Mm. I wonder if teff would grow well here. I don't know because I, I, <laughs> I, I, I haven't. How, how is the that. climate here in comparison with, say, Ethiopia and South Sudan? Is it a similar climate? Sometimes it's different. But mm-hmm. in, it, in Addis Ababa, what I know, Addis is cold, mm-hmm. but it's a season. Mm-hmm. We've got a season. And the season... Like the weather we got here is very humid. If the summertime came, it will be uh, very, very humid. But in Africa, it's very, very it's so nice weather sometimes. Maybe dry weather in yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah. It's still nice. Yeah. Especially Addis Ababa, it's got a good weather in, in Kenya. Kenya uh-huh. and <laughs> Ethiopia, I love the weather. Because you lived for three years in Kenya as well. It's more than three years. Oh, okay. Something. Yeah. Um, was that that was in a refugee camp? In uh, camp? refugee camp is so hot. The way I I been, it's not nice at all. Yeah, it was hot. No good water. No water. There is a water from the we got some tap has to be made with through UNHCR, uh-huh. and then that's the way we get the water. And that water is not enough because it's where people are very crowded. Mm-hmm. Refugee camp, the refugee camp in Kenya, refugee camp is the bigger refugee camp in the world. Yeah. yeah. And you were there with your eight children? Yeah, with yeah. my, uh, no, they, they was uh, seven. Seven, right. Yeah. Um, how hard was it to cook for your, for your family in a refugee camp? Uh, the only thing we, we as a, like what we have, the family is not an issue mm-hmm. for if you do something with your family. Uh, and even if the, you got the relative more than more, more people or the people who stay with you in the mm. refugee camp, you can, you can estimate them, these people will live with me because mm. the people are suffering in the camp for a lot of, yeah, of lo- a lot of reason. But we so have you, to yeah. manage to be together. Mm-hmm. Me and with my other relative we are, have to been cooking food for them yeah and not only my kids okay so yeah, you're cooking for, for family for family and you. relative yeah. and yeah and uh, you would have been cooking on a little like an outside stove i think you were yeah. telling me just a little yes wood stove and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we got the mad stove mad stove oh. mad stove we just blew the mad stove because there's a lot of wind uh-huh. in the in the camp. in the refugee camp mm. we've been just digging the something like a hole mm-hmm. and then you we brought the mat and then make it to the three like okay the, yeah and put the 
So you made a little mud oven yep. kind of for it. Yep. Yeah. And wow. put the pot on, on, on mad stove. So do all your children, um, are they all able to cook South Sudanese food? No. <laughs> no. No, no. It's, it's only the oldest, three oldest girls. Yep. My three oldest girls, they've been cooking well. And boy in our cultures. Boy, are not cooking normally. Oh, that's terrible that they were saying the men Even don't cook. When, when we came here now, now they, the, the cook, the, but they, they pick now the Western world cook. They've been cooking something like a fry thing. Mm. Yeah, fry egg, fry chicken. And, and how do you this. feel about that? Yeah, it's just good for good, good fun. Them good to be able them. to cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because and I, they yeah. become Australian people. There's, yeah. That's the thing they will grow up, and that's the thing they might be used and doing the uh, same like why people been doing. But yeah. for us, we are still thinking about our background. Cook. Your, your homeland. Yeah, yeah homeland yeah. cook, yeah. Yeah, and in fact, your your children are, are so Australian. In fact, one of your sons is so Australian, he's been drafted yeah. to the Richmond <laughs> yeah, Football two, Club. So that's yes. pretty. Yeah, two pretty. They got, yeah, they got drafted. They got drafted, yeah, so very, very Australian. Yes. But your daughters still cook um, South Sudanese. Yes, yes, the lawyer one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's still cooking. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But maybe we should go through a couple of recipes first. You're well known for your couscous. Yes, I've yes. been doing that from many places. When I've been in refugee camp in Ethiopia... And in Kenya as well, mm-hmm. I've been doing that. Yeah, is that like your favorite, your your special dish? Yes, yeah, something came from my mom. She loved to do the to cook uh, a couscous for her guests, and mm. yeah, because we grow up um, in the church. Mm-hmm. My father was an elder in the church, and my mom she been a deacon at the church. And all the guests when they came, they. People, our culture, we love the guests to be making the very nice food, special food for them. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I pick. I pick that from my mom. Okay, so uh, we'll, we'll have a listen to this again. I did get it working. Mm-hmm. Can you hear that? See that? Yeah. I hear. So that's um. We just turn that down now. So that's actually you, Mary, making the the um. The couscous. Oh, that's what I made last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mary came over my um, to my house a couple of weeks ago and made the most amazing meal. And um, the most amazing part of it was the couscous. Um, so if we were to go through that recipe for couscous, you actually have to start making couscous the, in fact, the like the night before, isn't it? Then, then when you plan on eating it. Yeah. And what's the main ingredient with uh, your couscous? Couscous is a very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's a something came uh, is something you have to it's a handmade and you have to be making that with a maize flour. Mm-hmm. Is it just is it like polenta flour or is it a very special maize? No, any any any, any maize flour. Yeah. But you yeah. you were using like a I thought it was a white maize that maybe you got from Lee's. You have to do it with white maize, maize if you got the white maize. Mm. Uh, or if the yellow one because mm-hmm. the what we've been doing in your place last time it was a yellow one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all all good for making the even if you got the the sorghum. Mm-hmm. What is that? Yeah, sorghum. Sorghum, yep. yeah. Yep. And sorghum will will do that. Will mm-hmm. do, yeah. It will do that yeah. as well. 
Yeah. Um, because, you know, if you buy instant couscous, it's actually made with wheat. Yeah. So what do you think of that instant couscous you can get here in the supermarket? Oh, no, it's, it's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> because we... we um, it's a totally different thing. I was just very, so amazed when very, I tried your couscous. Very, it was no totally comparison. different. Yeah. 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 Because this one, you have to soak it. Yeah. It takes something like two days or one day and a half. Yeah. And if, if it became a bit sour. Yeah. So and that's the way you start making it. Yes. You have to take a ball, like the what you saw some uh, last time, and then you have to make it with your hand. But, but before that, you've actually let your um, the maize and the water. That's that's, that's only maize, um, maize and water. But you've let that sit overnight to get a bit sour. Yeah. You that to seems wait. to be in it. That was the thing that struck me was that it had a sourness to it, which was fantastic. And yes. I was quite surprised when I tried it raw yep. that it was he, sour. Yeah, it, yeah, because it got soaked for for two days. Mm. Oh, two days? You've soaked two that? Two days sometimes. If, if it's so hot, it's yeah. the hot time, it's yeah. maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah, because it put, will get to be as a bit sour. Yeah. yeah. Are you putting a bit of salt in that but as well when you're no, soaking it? No, okay. salt. Okay, so uh, just but when you start roll it, mm. rolling it, mm. you have to uh, put a bit of. Uh, if some some someone have a problem, need gluten free, mm-hmm. you have to do it with cassava. Cassava, oh, cassava flour. Cassava flour. Okay. You have to roll it with cassava okay. flour. But if you need to, um, just uh, anywhere, any uh, like a normal couscous, you mm. have to have we uh, have to do that with. Uh, a plant flower. Okay, so we just probably need to make take one step back here because listeners, everyone's out there going, okay, we've got our we've got our maize and our and our we've moistened that. It's gotten nice, nice and sour over a day or two. You had this container, like a just a plastic cheapy container from Mad Harry's or somewhere, but it was a particular. It had a nice straight edge to it. Yeah, yeah, which was mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Really, quite. Big, yes. like maybe something that gets used for maybe washing clothes or soaking clothes. And <laughs> normally, I don't know. And that you got uh, a couple of handfuls mm-hmm. of the of the maize, soaked yeah. maize. Mm-hmm. And this is what you were saying before. And then you sprinkled in that mm-hmm. either corn flour or normal flour, and you had this action with your hand, yep. which was like yes. magic. Yeah, you're doing it now. So. It's very unique. <laughs> very unique when you made it. Yeah. Yes. So I'll I'll try and describe. It was like you were sort of like moving your hand in a very magical or a um, a, a creative way, and you were. <laughs> I, I I don't think I could do it. And so it's hard to describe on radio. And as you were moving your hand around the edge, you were creating these amazing little balls. Yeah. Because the ball, the big ball, you have to come and and, and take the, um, mm. the the dry dry flour mm-hmm. and, and just. Keep so doing it. Keep yeah. It, uh, separate the the bigger one to be uh, just back. Like when you go and roll it, will be come rolling. together. Like yeah. A, yeah. And the thing that amazed me about the way that you did it, Mary, was that you um you kept doing it. I would have stopped early on, gone, no, that's all right. Let's just go on. But you did it for quite a lot of time. And what you were aiming for was for each of those balls to be the same size. Yes. And they were all so. Much the same size and so beautiful. <laughs> yes. Okay, so you did this. You're rolling, 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 and then you took out all the the balls that were the same size. Yep. And you left them. some behind. Yep. Let the bigger one behind, and then get the 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 dry uh, 
dry uh, flour mm -hmm. and then just make them again, destroy Keeps. them and just make them keep to be trying, come, keep yeah. dry and come together like yeah. same yeah. the good one you put in a, a other bowl. Yeah, and you just keep doing this because you're trying to get each of those balls to be yeah. the mm. same size. Yeah. Exactly. Correct. Yeah, and then you do the rest of it and you keep going and going and going mm -hmm. until you've um, done this to all of them. And then, so you said before like cassava flour, I agree with you, cassava flour would be really good as well if you were gluten intolerant yeah. and you wanted to... Um, do that, but the flowers seem to be really important to separate out each yep. of those little balls. Yep. yep. Okay, and then in the meantime, Mary, you've got a big pot on the boil. Yep. Yep. And then you had this, like a, a sieve, I suppose, or a strainer. Yeah. But it wasn't just any ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> so funny sometimes. It was just. Uh, it was a homemade one. Yes. Yeah, and it was homemade by putting. You had. Um, being nails in it mm. yeah so it wasn't just you know the normal one you said that you purchase um, maybe in Melbourne was it does it the thing I noticed about that is that it wasn't like a normal strainer which is quite open that it only had a few kind of holes in it is, yeah, was that important to, to, yeah to uh, let the uh, steam came mm. out to come and burn the to, to the steam the couscous, yeah, to yeah. steam the, the, the couscous yeah. yeah but not not you don't want it too open do you because the or is it okay if someone's just got quite an open sort of sifter or you a can sift? open it because if you you open the the round the the way you have to come come and put the other one will get the holes on yeah. it, in it yeah. and then the steam will go outside okay so that's what's important that's, yeah. yeah that's oh. why you have to put something sure. But if I just had a normal sifter that had uh, you know lots and lots of holes in would that be okay yeah For a it, normal sieve uh, yeah Unless, but make sure that the, the what is called, the, the couscous you made, yeah. if you go in in the hole, and yeah. the hole will be not, will be uh, bigger than yes. the couscous. That's what the I couscous thought. will just will fall into the fall water. Fall into the water. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you can't have two bigger holes, right? <laughs> yes. So, Mary, so we've got some water boiling and we've put all the couscous in, mm -hmm. the, in this, what I'd call a handmade sieve. Yep. And you put it around, and then you put it in, then you did the lid on, lid then you on. did something really special afterwards. Yes. Do you want to talk about that? Yes, why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you had some leftover couscous, mm -hmm. yeah, and then you maybe rolled it into a long little a sausage almost, and then you put it around the outside to seal it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it looked amazing. It had this little bit of um, pastry yes. around the outside. So, how long are we steaming that couscous for? It depends what what you put in the in the the top one, the top uh, the top uh, saucepan, the one who got the hole in it. Mm -hmm. It depends if it's a bigger side because at okay. home I got the bigger side, mm -hmm. and I use it with an. Other stop, not not the normal stop like what we have. Mm -hmm. It's a machine, something you put the fire on okay. with a a, bo a butter gas. Okay. Yeah. How long you cook it depends on how much couscous you're making. Yeah, Is that you right? make you put in. The, in yeah. The so when you made it at my place, mm. you cooked that for about ten minutes. I yeah, thought. Ten or was minute it or, yeah. yeah, twelve minutes, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Because okay. it's worse. It's too small, mm -hmm. and it will get burned with a uh, steam cooker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And do you taste it to check it's okay or you just know by looking you at it? just know it by your eye because the steam wheel came out. Uh-huh. If you get burned enough and you cook enough, yeah. the steam wheel just came out. Yeah. And, and you have to see the steam when it get out. You mm-hmm. will know that all of couscous all inside, all are cooked. ready to. Yeah, because I suppose by, by sealing it up, which is what you've done with that leftover couscous, mm-hmm. you're making sure the steam gets to everything yeah. not just the couscous on the bottom yeah. which often happens if you don't get that seal on mm. yeah okay so we've cooked it for 12 minutes and then you take it off and what do you do you mix something through the couscous yeah when when the couscous is ready cook mm-hmm. you have to put it in a bowl or somewhere mm-hmm. put the lid on that and then you have to go and cook the meat or whatever you want yeah to cook. so maybe we might cook vegetarian yeah. because it's used to yeah. Be eating, be, be eating with vegetarian as well. I saw you add butter to the couscous. The butter I thought is where when it came up because you need need it to be separate, separate. Come, come to be yeah. separate. Uh, so you use the, the, the butter to s- keep the balls all yeah, separate. Yeah, just put the small butter on the yeah. couscous. Yeah, and then you have to take a very tiny oil mm-hmm. with water. Mm-hmm. And because that water will keep the couscous to be um, soft. Okay. And then... Oh, you did do that too. You poured it. I did that last time, yeah. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to put it while it's it's still on the stove. Put the water Mm -hmm. on that. And that water will spill down. Mm -hmm. When they go down, they will go inside the couscous and Mm -hmm. will make couscous to be soft and nice. Mm. But you can't put the water while it hasn't cooked yet. No. You've got to wait till it's all steamed and cooked properly. Till it cooked properly. And then that's where you have to take mm-hmm. a bit of butter, just mm. rough on, on at the top of the couscous. Mm-hmm. And then you have to take the water. But you have to measure the water. Okay, so not because too much water? It, yeah, because if the this water will be, if it's a, a small couscous inside the the, the fort or stove mm-hmm. or in inside the saucepan, mm-hmm. you must have to measure the water you have to put it okay. at the top. So not too much water. Yeah, yeah. Because if you put something like a water, the same like a couscous yep. water, same like mm. the side of the couscous inside, mm. it will make will be come back like well, well. The what I told you, what mm. you cook with water. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. that one you talked about. It will about be the, just the like first this. thing you ever cooked. Yeah. And it's also at this point, once it's cooled, isn't it, that if you're going to freeze it and leave it for another day, you yeah. freeze it once it's cooked. You don't yep. freeze it when it's raw. Yeah. When you need to eat it, mm. you have to take it from the time you get 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 it out mm-hmm. and mix it with uh, with your stew, whatever your stew. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You have to use it with chicken stew, sure. meat stew, and any stew. Mm-hmm. Even uh, what is called it. Yogurt, yes. you have to eat it well, with yogurt. Maybe, it's let's, very nice with yogurt too. <laughs> let's, let's have a little bit of a, a song break and mm. then when we come back we'll talk about all the things that you can eat um, okay, thank you. with couscous. Okay, that was uh, Lul Simon with Wani. And Mary, was that sung in Arabic again or was it sung in South Sudanese? It's a South Sudanese. It came from Noah. Okay. Yeah. And what does Wani mean? Huh? Wani, the name of the song. Does it mean, is it someone's name? Wani, Wani. <laughs> wani, Wani. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't 
pay my attention no, to No, no, because you, you, you've got the packet of tap yes, in front yes, of you. and you're Yes, very, I've been looking at it. Very excited because we do, we've um, been reading about the tap, yeah. which is actually... But I heard this so sound yeah. is the same that my language. Yeah. Yeah. But anyhow, that teff that we had has actually grown in Australia by a family, so that's yeah, pretty exciting. Yeah, that's what I've got now. Yeah. yeah. And I was just telling Mary that, that teff is predicted to be the next superfood after quinoa, so people are moving away from quinoa and to teff. So if you do see it anywhere, I'd highly recommend that you um, grab it and, and buy it and uh, cook with it. <laughs> are we? Um, so we're going now. We're going to eat our couscous, aren't we? So we've made our couscous. And do you ever eat couscous? Do you ever use it as a sweet? Do you ever put sugar with it, or eat it as a dessert, or is it always eaten as a savoury? Nah, always. If you want to put the uh, make it to be a dessert, yeah, you have to make it like something look like forage. Okay, yeah, which is that one that we yeah, talked just about. You yeah. can't make it with a bowl I've been made the couscous with. I just soak yeah. and just do it like... That was that Madida. Madida. Madida, yeah. Madida. Okay, and we'll talk about Madida if we have time, but let's just stick with the couscous. Okay. So when you made it at my place, you served it with two vegetarian dishes and yeah. a meat dish. So it might be good to just talk through those those three dishes. First one was like a, a dal, what we call a dal, which was the one you made with the red lentils. Yeah. Now that was quite a simple one of frying onions, was it? Do you want to go through that recipe? What yeah. You, yeah. It's, um, it's just like uh, only it was, the what I remember, it looked like spinach. Mm -hmm. spinach and kale and then that's what we've been cooking together mm. with uh, our tomatoes a bit of but you, oil yeah and onions and onions yeah second with uh, a bit of uh, spring spring onion oh spring onion yeah yeah and you put that all in together didn't you like you didn't necessarily yeah. fry just yeah. do this and put yeah. them after and after and after yeah one of the things I, I did notice about the your preparation for the greens was that you chopped everything really really finely yeah particularly the greens yes yeah and that you cooked it for quite some time so it was this really green dish that you had with the, and, and and saucy as well yeah yeah so we used kale i think and spinach that day are, are these the sorts of greens that you would use in south sudan or is there another type of spinach or it's kale? another type of thing we because it's a one of the thing we've been eating with couscous mm -hmm. back home in africa and some of uh, of green thing they they not mm -hmm. I haven't seen them in in here yet mm -hmm. even Melbourne. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. are very 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 different. Yeah, is it the taste or even the look of the, the look and the taste as well? So it's something that you have you ever seen it for sale in Melbourne? That traditional South Sudanese green. Yes, and I saw once from Chinese. Oh, okay. And I don't know where they brought it from. Yeah. Maybe, and I asking the friend and said, some Chinese, they cultivating somewhere. Okay. Uh, near to Meldrua. Meldrua. Oh, they Mildura. got some palm. And that's the only one. It's five years ago. That's the way I saw. I saw something green. Same like the green we have in Africa. Oh, but okay. mostly we've got a lot of different green, uh -huh. but they, they are not, not here. here. 
the and the other one I got as well in uh in Melbourne from Chinese. Mm. So an Asian yeah, supermarket. Yeah, it's Spring Bell Shopping Centre. Okay. Is uh, Molokia. I was going to say that was the Egyptian one, the Molokia. Molokia yeah. and, and Okra. Okay. This is only two. They are similar with what we, we but the real, real, like the the main thing we've been doing with the couscous, mm-hmm. it's not, not there. You can't get it here in yeah, Australia. Yeah, we cannot get it. We, we can't get it. We, needs, that's why we yeah. use it. We use, uh, we use spinach now mm-hmm. because that's the thing we have to be similarly with our our yeah. thing back home because we can't cultivate yeah. as a uh, in in South Sudan we can yeah. we not cultivate that but yeah. in Kenya you have to go and in and it in Ethiopia normally mm-hmm. they have a lot of of spinach mm-hmm. they've been cultivated that mm-hmm. and in Uganda as well mm-hmm. Uganda Kenya and Ethiopia but mm-hmm. in South Sudan we we haven't got that yet okay yeah yeah, yeah. and is it a similar taste to spinach and yeah, we got a very nice finish <laughs> in Africa. It's not she's, the taste is not like the taste we got in here. Okay, cool. Yeah, but that one is very fresh, nice, and tasteful. <laughs> very um, tasteful. So we've we've had so you made a dal and then we made this spinach dish and then you also made a meat dish with yeah. with lamb. Yeah, yeah. That's why kale. Sometimes mm-hmm. when you taste kale, is is a bit same like our. Spinach back mm-hmm. home, and the spinach you got in Kenya, Uganda, and Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. That's the same with that one. Yep. And sometimes we got something they call Chinese broccoli, and that one is tastes a bit a bit nice mm-hmm. too. We love that, <laughs> but the fry is too high. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so with the couscous, you've mainly sort of doing these like stewed vegetables or stewed meats. That's traditionally how you would eat. The couscous. And we love it as well with uh, fresh uh, fish. Okay. We okay. cook fish and eat it with. And dry fish, we call it with a butter. Mm-hmm. And we call it a kopliya ilet in mm-hmm. our language. Um, we love that. Uh, isn't South Sudan landlocked? Because you're not actually, South Sudan's not on the ocean. Yeah. But you've got fish in the rivers? Is that yeah, we've got fish everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> In a river, in a pool, <laughs> in the pools, and in the oh, yeah, yeah. Mary, you you actually were selling your couscous in Melbourne, weren't you? Yes, because I got a shop there. I got a, a friend shop. I've been putting there. It will tax me for one dollar, and mm-hmm. I will have six dollar. That's very cheap. Yeah, very cheap. But yep. but when when we because the fry when the corona uh, uh, corona start COVID nineteen came. Everything will go off, and I just selling kilo, uh, one kilo for twelve dollars. Okay. And the owner of the job will take two dollar, go one dollar, and I will take get eleven dollar. Okay, okay. Yeah. And that was called Mary's Couscous. Yes, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows Famous me in Mary's Melbourne. Famous Mary's Couscous. Yes, <laughs> you can actually find Mary's Couscous on yeah. Facebook. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and who who was buying it? Was it mainly um, the South Sudanese community? Yeah, I've been targeting the our community, which is yeah. South Sudanese first. Yeah, and then after that, the other uh, community group they came slowly, slowly, and they now it become 
speak. Yeah, because everybody <laughs> like it now. Um, like when I went last last two years to Ballarat now, it's everybody just call me. And when I got the, the formation from city council and I got insurance from my insurance, it, it's small, starting a small business yeah. insurance. And then everybody called me to yeah. book the food and just pick it up. In my yeah. place, in my place, because it was a kitchen business. Yep. And are you? Do you plan on picking up that business later? Maybe when things settle down a bit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Even what now, I, I'm thinking here to do yeah. it because a lot of people, our community now, they just asking me to do that. But yeah. I told them that I came here and want to come and start it, register it again in here. Yep and do it again Yeah. Uh, when I got the permission from city council. And how big is the South Sudanese community here? Roughly. I just came recently, but I saw a lot of people are here. Mm -hmm. But the the way people didn't realise that a lot of South Sudanese community, most of them are here, it's because they are running to work everywhere. Yeah, they cannot stay. Someone, you may get someone, you got three jobs or two, yeah. two jobs. Just come to this one and go to that one. Come yeah. to this one and go running to other So one. they're just here to, to yeah. earn money because, yeah. I mean, there are, Alice yeah. Springs really is great in that way that it attracts a lot of migrant communities because there is always a lot of work here. Yeah. 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 A lot, a lot, a lot of South Sudanese here. Yeah. Yeah. Probably they will go to something more than 400, what I guess. Yeah, which for a small community like Alice Mm. Springs, um, that's quite a lot of people, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, maybe you'll be selling that couscous to the South Sudanese community. And I can imagine the Alice Springs community, there's a lot of people here who are (laughs) interested in in different food and it wouldn't surprise me, particularly after today's wonderful show. People, you know, find you on Facebook and say, Mary, I'd love to try your your couscous. Yes, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I think, uh, and I want to advertise that as well. I can tell you, it's it's amazing. It's just, and it's not like couscous I've ever eaten before. That's what I found. It was like, it was almost something totally new that I hadn't had this eaten is, before. This couscous is very, very, very nice one. Mm-hmm. It's tastes very, the taste is very nice taste. Yep. It's very health. Mm-hmm. No fat on it. And it's so yummy. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> very nice. Very lovely. And yeah. and you can actually freeze it. That's what I, I've still got some of um, a little bit frozen at okay, home that, as well. Oh, I know. You to, have to um, steam it one day. Just cook a very nice cook, uh, a spinach or whatever yeah. food you cook, yeah, wh- yeah. whatever stew you cook, yep. and just yep. warm and it up you, and eat it. Yeah, <laughs> so I think if it's frozen, you can just put it in the microwave, is that right? Exactly, and just, correct. Yeah, and just yeah. defrost it that way so you don't necessarily have to like recook exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, great. Yeah. Could we talk briefly about, um, I'm, I call it injera, but what's the South Sudanese name for it? We call it... Um, Grass in, in grass. South, grass, grass in South Sudan. Grass, like yeah. grass, grass. Is it the same? Is it the same dish in South Sudan as in Ethiopia? Is it exactly the same? Like, is it is it prepared the same way and cooked the same way? Yes, yeah. cooked the same way. Yeah, cooked the same way. Yeah, look, I ate that many years ago from a Somalian student I had, and I was just blown away. I just yep. loved the the lightness of of indra. So, um, indra is a big. <sighs> Bread? But the difference is, uh, is it, 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 uh, 
uh, test of, uh, of of TEF. Of TEF. Yeah. TEF is very very nice test. Yeah. Yeah, you got a very very good testing yeah. when you test it. This yeah. goes with your mouth together. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, traditionally, injera or guras would be made with teff. Yeah. And it's similar to the couscous in that it uses fermentation again. Yeah, I think what I will say, because I will grow up both country, Ethiopia and and it, in South Sudan. South Sudan, they love mostly thing they call it, uh, like especially food for them is couscous. Mm-hmm. And... Other side in Ethiopia, the thing they just, they think they love it and it's traditional food for them as well. Same mm-hmm. like a couscous is a, a South Sudanese mm-hmm. um, originally and, and a special food for them. Mm-hmm. Ethiopian people, they cook in Jara mm-hmm. like a, 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 a traditional food for them. Mm-hmm. And that is a very special food for them yeah. as well. Same yeah, time. It is very lovely. Yeah. Look, I've got to say, we've just run out of time, Mary. We've got so much to talk about. Okay. <laughs> so many things I didn't cover. But I'm going to go home and actually eat that couscous now after we've been talking about it. And I feel sorry for everyone out there that doesn't have some couscous in there, some of Mary's couscous in their freezer. Look, thank you so much for being on my show. How do we say goodnight in South Sudanese? Uh, Nina Kamal. Nina Kamal. Well, Minian Kamal. <laughs> I'm not going to try that. In my language. <laughs> uh, you've been uh, listening to Kitchen Radio tonight. My special guest tonight is Mary Bukjil. Yeah. Um, and we've been talking about South Sudanese food. I will be putting this up on my podcast because it's been such a great show. Food for Alice is open tomorrow again. So um, there was lots of great food there last week. I'd highly recommend, again, you getting there early. Tonight we're going out with a final song called Habibital. And it's from um, Alsara and the Nubatones. And all the music you've been listening to tonight is all South Sudanese music, including either from Australia. This is an uh, American South Sudanese musician. So good night. Uh, tune in next week for another show of Kitchen Radio where I am definitely going to be talking about pumpkin. Yeah, Habibi. Habibi.